And welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the texts we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're in week two of uh, 40 Days of Prayer and uh, all kinds of things to talk about today. So let's jump right into it. Several folks asked after some of the services um, where the hand illustration was that we've used the last two weeks. Um, the first week I uh, had not seen it in the uh, in the journal, but it's in the journal as well as in the second week, yes, last Sunday's, uh, the right-hand one is in the journal. And that, um, by journal, you mean the, um, the, the workbook that we're using with the 40 Days of Prayer. Right, the 40 Days of Prayer. So if you do not have journal. one of those, um, come by the church or call, give us a call or whatever, or order one. You can order one online, too. Yeah, you yeah. can order one online. Um, if you, uh, if for some reason you don't want to use the book, those are not copyrighted uh, illustrations. Um, they've been around. At least the left-hand one's been around for quite a while, and I'm not quite sure how we could get those to you. But uh, if you'd send us an email, we'd try to send that to you. I th- some folks were asking how they could uh, maybe put that into a. Pr- this is with adults asking how mm-hmm. they could use that in terms of a daily pattern of prayer, uh, just to change up what they're doing, and so. Uh, I'll try to work on that or get with somebody who can help me work on that to illustrate that a little bit better okay. to use. But um, that that was a good that and, was a and good actually um, in this next Sunday in the uh, sermon notes, it you're likely to get a pattern of prayer using the Lord's Prayer too. So okay. we're going to give you several of those, several patterns of prayer, and uh, we'll make sure that you can get to all of them. Um, I was just doing some rambling. Um, chasing rabbits the last <laughs> couple of weeks, which I have a tendency to do. And uh, I went to, to Luke where uh, the disciples said, teach us how to pray. And um, so I got curious what context that was in. And um, that was in the context where uh, previous to that, just previous to that, uh, Jesus was with Mary and Martha. And um, it's kind of an interesting um, perspective that uh, he validated. Um, uh, let's see, Martha was the one in the kitchen, mm-hmm. Mary was the one listening or engaged in conversation. Mm-hmm. How he validated women being engaged in, I don't know that they called it theological conversation, but that's what I would call it, mm-hmm. would be theological conversation. Um, and so I, I just found that interesting. That's kind of a free, doesn't cost you anything thought. Mm-hmm. But it was right after that the disciples said, teach us how to pray. So whether it was the wisdom he displayed that prompted that, I also think that a lot of times they still noticed when he went to prayer, mm-hmm. powerful things would oftentimes happen after that. Um, it's interesting in the book in the Gospel of Matthew, though, the prayer that he teaches, the Lord's Prayer as we call it, uh, was just a part of the whole teaching from the Sermon on the Mount. And I've, I've looked two or three times, there was no request from the disciples in, in relative to what Luke said about teach us how to pray. So it's just interesting the Gospel writers perceive that differently, how that mm-hmm. came about to pass. I think it's the most, one of the most powerful statements in the Scriptures, one of the most useful statements. Um, 
for all of the things that the disciples did not necessarily always do well, they did this very well mm -hmm. and recognized that connection between Jesus' time with God and uh, who he was and what he was able to do. And so, I, and I find it interesting that that Jesus returned with, you know, Jesus often answered questions with questions, <laughs> mm -hmm. and this time he didn't. He gave a very uh, a direct answer and an actual prayer. Um, and I think I would have expected Jesus to either answer with a question. Or to say, um, you know, something about well, remember to do this kind of thing. Remember to do this kind of. Thing. But he was, you know, it, I just have always found that fascinating. And mm -hmm. we've done a Lord's Prayer series here, and it's always tempting to do it again because it's so rich. But um, certainly, that's that's all we need to know right there in the Lord's yeah. Prayer. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting. The practice of the early church has been lost. Yeah. Because in many traditional churches, and maybe even in some more contemporary churches, but certainly in traditional churches, the Lord's Prayer is still prayed as a as a unit, mm -hmm. as a community on a Sunday morning. But my understanding is that uh, in the early church, it was prayed three times a day, morning, noon, and night, uh, all, all every day as a part of their experience. Um, Again, Jesus, uh, Jesus' death and resurrection up the whole, uh, opened up a whole new understanding of a relationship with God that had not been there before. Mm -hmm. Previous to that, I know that uh, people prayed, but I think it was a different sort of prayer. Um, they were not allowed to mention even God's name. Uh, but now the Pharisees and the Sadducees were praying uh, in such a way that aggravated Jesus, just to be frank about it. Um, so there was prayer work going on. A lot of the times we see that reflected in the, uh, the prophets of the Old Testament, their prayers. Um, they seem to be at times more corporate body kinds of prayers than an individual kind of prayer. Um, I, haven't, I haven't gone back far enough to to do uh, some more research or remembering of that because I don't remember. Um, I just don't remember reading much about the prayer life of the early believers. And yet, before his, uh, before his uh, conception and certainly before his birth, God was speaking to people, mm -hmm. which is certainly the dimension of prayer that I think sometimes we leave out of our prayer lives today. Uh, so that communication line was there. It was just held in a different manner or a different regard, I think. It's almost, we almost hold talking to God casually, I think, sometimes. Or um, I don't know that we, that we take talking to God in prayer um, disrespectfully, uh, but it's such almost that, well, uh, for some, I think it's, it's you ought to be grateful that I'm taking time to talk to you, uh, which is probably just that a we're cynical. we're doing God a favor, you yeah, mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> rather than, uh, I, think, I think the Old Testament folks, those that were genuine uh, in their faith and trust of him, whatever, however that framed itself out, would have deeply appreciated that, which may speak to why those of the early church 
uh, prayed that prayer three times a day, every day. So I, I just digress. I just uh, just found that interesting. When, um, when uh, you were sharing uh, about the poll yesterday that reported eight out of ten people pray, I thought, I wonder if it's a prayer like, "Oh God, I'm you know I'm in trouble." Um, you know, yeah, help me and, out. And I did not write down the reference note to that. It's in my mind, which is really dangerous. Where <laughs> um, I read that, uh, and I didn't go back and and do some research on that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's just, it's just. Well, really Rick in his uh, in one of his uh, videos, and I don't remember which one, talked about that. Uh, he said that uh, we are born to pray; that it's mm-hmm. innate within us. Um, and uh, th- there probably is some truth to that I'm still I'm still waffling on that as a blanket statement, but it's an interesting thought uh, that we were born to pray. That we were born to pray. Uh, I bec- because I do have a, a, a belief um, that there is a place in every person's heart that only God's presence can fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so um, I don't know. You look like you were about to. Uh, no, about I was just going to ask you why you thought that might not be the case. Like what? Uh, what? What makes you think that might not? Uh... Um, Adam and Eve had such an easy. Well, I think it was easy conversation with God, probably up until their acts of disobedience, um, and. Uh, it just depends on uh, where we follow this uh, rabbit trail of uh, of um, how much of the image of God was destroyed in that uh, act of original sin. Um, do people desire to speak with somebody? I know because we have an AA group here on Sunday nights. They speak of don't speak of God. They speak of the higher power. Uh, I know folks are. Um, more interested by what by what some some uh, surveys I've read are more interested in spiritual things, but it may not be spiritual things related to God. Uh, so I don't know. I uh, I hope that's the case because that certainly then gives um, another layer to Wesley's thought about prevenient grace, grace going before mm-hmm. communicating before to call folks. Uh, into that relationship, so I don't know. It's just uh, I just had not ever heard it put quite in that way before. Um, the the uh, desire for God is, I think, I think we would all agree with that. I mean, that's what prevenient grace is all about. Um, desire to talk to God. I I, I think it's there. Um, I'm not sure we know how to what to what to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's that. That pulling to something, and that, and the, and then as we begin to put words to it, it's uh, sometimes I can't talk to um, someone that I can't see, um, and and so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try to talk to someone I can't see. You know the old children's uh, story about uh, I want somebody with skin on um, is and and. God sent us Jesus, um, and so um, often that's what pis- people visualize when they when they think of prayer. Uh, well, 
I mean, you can't visualize a God that we can't see, although we can see God through. I have mm-hmm. a lot of different images um, mm-hmm. uh, in my mind. One of the other things that you um, talked about yesterday and that we talked about the Bible, at the Bible study afterwards um, was seeing God as a, a genie. You know, um, I, you have three wishes. <laughs> uh, that's a little different than I dream of genie. Uh, he could uh, have as many wishes as he wanted, um, or bewitched, or whatever, whatever those things are. Um, and and we've talked about that in the past when I when we originally used that vending machine illustration. If God isn't a vending machine, then why are we praying? And uh, I. Th- you know, my mind is playing tricks on me. I've worked on two different sermons this morning already after hearing yours yesterday in teaching the Bible study, so I'm not sure <laughs> if you said that or if I said this, <laughs> that prayer is about a relationship. I was talking about that yesterday morning. Okay, good. <laughs> that there's a lot of folks, well-meaning, honest, honest Christian brothers and sisters who um, – are searching for a pattern of prayer or a technique in prayer that will somehow be fruitful, I don't know how to say this kindly, to get them what they want, to get yes. the answer they want. Yeah. And um, that, um, that's, that's, a, that's a part of the journey. That's a stop along the journey until you get to the place that we're less concerned about what we want and really try to get ourselves aligned with uh, God's will and God's plan. I did not bring my book over here. I forgot that, my uh, the book on the 40 Days of Prayer. But one of the things that uh, Rick Warren says on the video this week uh, for week two, um, I have to think about what week I'm in, uh, is that prayer is not nearly as much about um, changing God's mind as it is changing our hearts. Um, that's not the direct quote from him. Um, um, it's, it's near the beginning of the video, so friends, you can go to, uh, and, and it's online, so you can go to uh, Rick Warren, 40 Days of Prayer, week it's two. YouTube, isn't it? YouTube, what did I say? Yeah. You there's, there's a link on our website. Okay, okay, awesome. That's the best place to find it. Okay, okay. great. And then yeah. just go to yeah. week two, and it's, it's near the beginning of that week two video, and it's, you know, it's a really good statement um, that I'm telling you, prayer for me just gets me in line with where I need to be. It, you know, um, I, um, I just think back to the the sermon I preached, a, I don't know, several months now, I don't know when it was, um, a, with a train being on the track. Um, I feel like I've got several wheels off the track. <laughs> before I, uh, hopefully not every time before I go to God in prayer, but, um, and, and God says, let me, let me get you back in alignment here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my heart is better to receive whatever it is that uh, is going to happen. I know um, I talked with Randy as we were, um, we listened to these, this uh, week two in the car as we were driving, and uh, I said, um, you know, uh, a time when – because Rick Warren says that um, uh, 
that God can do anything and nothing is impossible. And so we ask for the impossible uh, because that's what God says, you know, can happen. And I remember after my son died, um, uh, after he took his life, for the few hours after that, I was begging God to, t- to turn back time. Just, just an hour, God. That's all I need. Just give me an. Just take me back an hour. Take me back two hours. Mm-hmm. And um, then it was take me back a day. <laughs> and then it was wake me up, God. And and God doesn't typically break the rules of nature, the laws of nature. Um, I don't know if you two would uh, come up with, with circumstances where that happened. Um, um, I, I think the fact that he sometimes does puts that possibility in front of us Yeah, with the hope that he would, in our circumstance, do that yeah. or in our situation do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was, um, oh, my mind is blank, but uh, a preacher of years ago who would, uh, that was one of his uh, mottos was expect a miracle. Oh, that was Oral come. Roberts. Oh, that's right. That's who it that was. <laughs> and, my parents um, loved Oral Roberts. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to ever deny the power of God and the possibility of God doing something. Right. I just think a miracle is an exception of what's going on. And um, uh, I, I just don't envision him sitting at the computer in the sky, mm-hmm. punching in all of this stuff to change stuff or to do things differently. He created, mm-hmm. and it's in motion. Mm-hmm. And until we mess up the motion, which a lot of times is what it is, um, until we mess it up, uh, I, I'm not sure he changes it every moment of every day just for our – and some of some brothers and sisters have great desires, and they're good and healthy desires when it comes to children or spouses or uh, those healing kinds of issues. But you started to say something, Isaac. I was just going to say, we forget that the universe is good. Right. I mean, that's – that's how it was made, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's how it continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that um, you know, uh, these the, the regular things are as much a gift as the uh, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And um, when we don't pay attention to that, I mean, that's a, a large majority of the ministry of Jesus is going is him snapping his fingers and going, "Would you pay attention to right. what is in front of you mm-hmm. right, right now?" Um, <laughs> You know, you're waiting for another superpower to come in and supplant the superpower that you have mm-hmm. uh, over you. But look around; mm-hmm. you have what you need right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that often, you know, unfortunately, I think the the public face of prayer in the church has often been intercessory prayer only, right? Asking for things only. Right. Um, and that's certainly not the majority of prayer that we see in Scripture no. uh, or the life of the church. But for some reason, that's what's gotten top billing. And, and not that it's wrong. It's not. But when it's the only thing, then it is very out of balance um, for the rest of the prayer life of the church. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it it's not I, – I guess we shouldn't be surprised necessarily that we have a really uh, diminished – you know, view of what prayer is, um, but we have to understand that again, 
we're still responsible for the mm-hmm. whole the mm-hmm. whole thing there and you know yeah it, it's all <laughs> all of this is um it's all benevolent it's all you know working for our good here mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the laws of nature <laughs> you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Uh, the way that the world works the way plants grow food is given to us this is all these are all things that you know, we might plant the seed and harvest, but we don't make it grow. You know? Right. Like, this is not, we, we can't make this right. on our own. And so, you know. And you know. I find that miraculous in itself. When you look at, at plants and, and you look you, at the whole system that pollen requires bees to do. Yeah, but even our language, when we yeah. go, that's miraculous. Like, somehow that's better than than what it is you know i'm going no what it is is what it is and that is sufficient and it's oh you know we're yeah. always looking for this next level of uh you know this next fix of something you know and yeah. then we go oh we need a little bit more of this show us a sign jesus yeah you know? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah give us something to yeah to believe in you it's like yeah go go look go, here go believe in the sign of jonah you'll see it yeah you know i mean that yeah. kind of thing well, I think I think by miraculous, I just mean amazing, phenomenal. How could God do that? How could these bees? I, I mean, that, it, that just sorry, that just totally blows my mind. Yeah. You mean you just look at one um, area of creation, just one? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do birds fly and walk? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, just is simply amazing to me. And but I want what I want, and I don't want to hurt. And and that's not a. I mean, we have to want those things. That's that's part of uh, of the fight or flight kind of thing within us. We are inbred. I I should want my children to live. I sh- because yes. that's yeah. I, it's my job to protect them. Right. Their relationships that we love. That's totally understandable. And uh, so as I was talking to the Bible study last night, um, um, a lot of my prayer life, uh, even in the midst of of pain, has been, you know, God, tell me how to live these next five minutes. You know, give me the strength to do it for another ten minutes. Um, And and I have seen – um, signs of God all around me. One of the things I, I was uh, willing Randy to say yesterday from the pulpit, and yet forgot to tell him or, or suggest. He was talking about um, uh, prayers. Uh, I don't remember exactly what you were talking about, Randy, but maybe things that we've prayed for. I don't remember. One of the things that um, we will often do is when we're on our way somewhere, whatever. Pray that God will use us throughout that day, and that maybe someone might come into our path that um, that we can share um, the message of Christ with. And every time that happens, every time we pray that prayer, God has answered that prayer. Don't you think? I mean, when we prayed that prayer sincerely. Yeah. So the question floating in my mind then, is that because God has put somebody there, or is that because, and this is what I think I really believe, He yeah. has quickened us. Yes. He has made us mindful yes. to look for a person or to yes. look for a situation 
whereby we could step into that and talk to them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I really think now what boggles my own immature mind is why don't I pray that every day? Right. You know, why don't I but because I don't. I don't know whether I don't have the capacity to do it every day or whether the prayer list would get so long that I'd never get out of the house in the morning or what it is. But we don't pray that every time no, we, we go don't. out. Uh, sometimes we just go out because that's what we got to do to get something to eat and go back to work or whatever it is. Um, but it is an interesting thought, and I think a lot of a lot of prayer is a quickening of our mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A quickening of our mind to what God can use us to do in the place that we're in. And um, yet, I don't believe that because you could do that by just not praying about it, just thinking about it in the morning thinking, man, I hope somebody comes into our path. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's different than prayer. Mm-hmm. So how is that? Yeah. Just thinking about it, we'll put it on my mind too. You know? Um, I would say it doesn't matter on either end. I mean, does it matter how it works and does it mm-hmm. matter how it, uh, how it happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody said uh, in not. one of the Bible studies said, um, how do we know if the answer is of God or is not of God, uh, not a a prayer of, uh, let's say a prayer of healing. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said the same thing, does it matter? Can we give God glory for healing if it was the medical community? Because that's still healing. Um, The -hmm. ability of our bodies to mend back together is amazing to me. Um, that skin once torn can be stitched back together and uh, and grow and and be stronger. So um, I think that all of that is healing, um, and, and all of that is God. I think of any one thing I would say to brothers and sisters in Christ is that uh, uh, there is no one that's got this figured out. Yeah. We're still all on this journey, and the worst thing you can do though is. Take your disappointments or your fears and hide them someplace rather than – and there have been times when the church is not – and I'm talking about not this church. I'm talking about the church universal. It's not been very open to being questioned. Mm-hmm. Our, 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 our doubts or fears, there was not an avenue for those to be expressed, which I think has hindered the gospel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that we have folks here on Sunday mornings who are on that journey that haven't even committed themselves to Christ yet mm-hmm. uh, and feel comfortable enough to come here and it's safe enough to come here and ask some questions and share some of their doubts and know that not everybody has the answer uh, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, this preacher doesn't have the answer. This mm-hmm. Christian doesn't have all Neither the answers. Just about the time I get something figured out and something new comes along and I gotta rethink it again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I just know that I'd rather be trying to rethink this than anything else I've found over the right. years. Right. So. All right. Well, the music is kicking in, kicking in, kicking in. I hear it. Do you hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. <laughs> And we do thank you all for listening. And uh, if you want to, uh, if you have questions or comments, uh, please uh, hit us up, uh, email, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever. Um, We'll find you. And uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a deeper dive into prayer as well. So until then, grace and peace. Mm